Hello, everyone, and welcome to Book Events, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is, let me get this right, the paranoid Pied Piper of TNA, Anthony Hall. Holy what? The paranoid Pied Piper of TNA? Yeah. Silas went, that's clever. The paranoid so, Pied Piper of TNA. Um, who? Is it Jeff Jarrett? No, no. Ah. Jeff Jarrett is a number of other ones. Um, think of someone who was in TNA, also in Impact, who like has is is famous for like the like uh, crazy maniacal character. It's a dude. Abyss? <laughs> no, I don't know. It is. Uh... You could, you could say that they. Oh, I don't know how to clever. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> be clever. Uh, oh. You could say that they lost their sanity. Oh, is it Eric Young? Yes, it's Eric. Eric Young. The paranoid. He's, he's pipe, back in. He's back in impact now. Yeah, he is. But I think it's from early in his career when it was TNA and he was, yeah, the paranoid Pied Piper of TNA. Oh, wow. Wild. Okay. What a name. What a, what a time. Eric Young. He's doing good. Canadian. Canadian, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm. 85% sure that Eric Young is Canadian. I know he was supposed to come do a show in Toronto, but that got canceled, yes. but I don't yes, know. He I don't is, remember uh, if he is Canadian. He's from Florence, Ontario. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, shout yes. out to shout out to Eric Young, fellow Canadian. Shout out to Canadian legend Eric Young, uh, the uh, paranoid piper of TNA. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome everybody to this episode of the podcast um we always forget to do this and we started this tradition but we haven't been doing it for a while thank you very much for listening and we always i want to try to keep doing this continually now shout out i want to do a special shout out to a special to a to a place within the world where we we uh have listeners and we want to try to make everybody feel special that, special that you are listening to the podcast. So this week we are shouting out Wichita, Kansas. Thank you, Woo! Wichita. Thank you, Wichita. Wichita if you're listening, state. If you're if you're listening and you're from Wichita, Kansas, uh, please let us know. Say hi. Uh, Wichita State University, home of the Shockers, where uh, Toronto Raptors starting point guard Fred Van Vliet played his university basketball. That's real. Did not know that. They had one of the best records in the NCAA in Fred Van Vliet's final season, but they uh, did not win the NCAA tournament. They were almost undefeated. Pretty impressive. I don't know anything about basketball. Anyways, it's okay. uh, <laughs> uh, this week, Anthony has a fun episode for us. Um, before we get into that, I want to mention something very uh, special because this episode will be coming out uh, uh, in the last week of January on January 24th, I believe. So if you're listening to this the day of upload, 
Um, hey, thank you. Um, but also this Friday, January 28th, uh, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern over on the Unknown Error Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Unknown Error Films. Uh, we are going to be doing a 24 hour charity stream, raising money for fuck cancer um, or let's F cancer. Um, it's a very near and dear uh, cause to my heart because uh, my mom uh, passed away from cancer in 2020. And uh, it's also technically my 30th birthday <laughs> and also a four year streaming anniversary of us being uh, affiliates on Twitch. So to do all of that stuff, decided to do this 24 hour stream. We're going to be playing games. We got uh, raffle giveaways. Um, uh, we got incentives, uh, donations. We'll do punishments like there's going to be a tons of tons of ton of things going on uh playing all sorts of games so uh please come and join us on the 28th at twitch.tv slash unknown air films um and help us raise money for a great cause just wanted to let everybody know that at the beginning of the episode um and yeah so we're gonna dive into it again if you do enjoy what we do here on the podcast please consider liking and subscribing to it on whether whatever podcast platform you get podcasts from or come and watch the video version on YouTube um, and leave us a review because we'd love to hear what you think about the show. Anthony, you had an idea for this week's episode yes. and I think it's great because we're getting in the road to WrestleMania is about to begin. Mm. And so, uh, you know, what better than to start we did a whole episode about speculating what's going to happen this year, our predictions. Um, but what if uh, some interesting stuff were to happen and why not dream book those things here today? Yes, that's right. And if you listen to our 2022 predictions episode, you will know that one of the predictions included a current NXT star possibly current nxt champion and it involved them making a promotion to the main roster and winning the world championship or the one of the big belts and that is one braun breaker and this episode is basically us speculating and dream booking how he'll get there, some of the trials and tribulations Mr. Braun Breaker will endure on the main roster, whether that be booking or uh, personal struggles of identity, family, who knows? But what you said to me is that uh, essentially what this angle and what this story is going to how it's going to uh, uh, bookend itself is that uh, essentially the feud will end up becoming Braun Breaker versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so the the big thing to start off with is, I guess you know we kind of don't really know who's gonna face. Roman at mania 
there's a lot of like you could guess, I guess, you know, like this is going to be Brock. I don't know. Is it going to be The Rock? Mm. But, you know, if they're really trying to push NXT 2.0 and those people and people are hot for Braun, people love Braun. Why not hot shot him up to the main roster and just have him have that second generation uh, a, a brand new. I was going to say brand new toy for Vince to play with. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He is essentially a brand new shiny toy. He's of course rather green because speaking of collegiate athletes earlier, Braun was a guy who was just playing football and then decided to uh, go into the family business. And he is taken to it rather naturally. He's been pretty impressive. We watched a couple of clips of him because admittedly, since NXT went 2.0, we have not watched it as much as we used to. Yeah. Um, but I must say, Broadbreaker, pretty dynamic, really good on Mike, like has a decent amount of charisma and I think he understands the business, you know, being a part of the uh, Royal Steiner family. Uh, and there, there's a lot to look forward to and, and a lot to appreciate about Braun Breaker. So I think if NXT 2.0 is truly developmental, what they should be doing is uh, basically building up people as fast as they can and then moving them immediately to the main roster because as we've seen as well, the main roster has been rather depleted through releases and people uh, being heard or just like not really appearing or being booked very well. So why don't you just inject constantly new, exciting people into the main roster to keep things interesting because it makes you actually want to watch TV week to week. If you're like, Oh, this exciting person is going to be involved into a storyline or continue to grow on this big brand. And there's something different. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like they've started to do that with people like, um, Grayson Waller. I mean, I don't know if it was more of a thing of like getting, because he had his, uh, he had his match with AJ styles on, uh, NXT 2.0. Um, and so I don't know if it was more of like, Hey, AJ, we need you to go to NXT to try to drive viewership there. That's probably what it was. But at the same time, like they had Grayson show up on like on Raw like a couple of times. And so I don't know if they're just trying to see what reaction he would get or that sort of stuff. But um, it'll be interesting to see if this year at the Royal Rumble, if they bring in NXT 2.0 guys and have them featured. And like the other thing too, is a lot of the like OG, not necessarily. And that's the funny thing. It's not really OG, but it's like NXT 1.0 guys have started doing a main event, like matches, like being on the, WWE main event show um, and uh, doing dark matches and stuff like that on on Smack, Smackdown and Raw. So 
they're they're clearly making a transition there but it's like at the same time like wouldn't you want that live crowd to like to test stuff in front of that live crowd and like test people like breaker like waller like who's who else is really hot in nxt 2.0 right now um, tony d baby oh yeah oh yeah tony d'angelo we said he's gonna become uh nxt champion um <laughs> yeah, he's gonna win big tony d and uh the other uh uso he's not called okay. uso uh yeah. what's his name sokola i think uh he's something kind of popular um yes. and then what carmelo hayes and uh those guys Mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> those dudes those dudes you know those, those i mean like uh, it's yeah it's interesting it's it's there clearly are some people within nxt 2.0 who they see as like the next big thing i think the problem is and it actually harkens back to like what we talked about with nug was mm. uh how like Imagine this was 15 years ago. Uh, You would have people like Waller, people like Breaker, people like NXT 2.0. They would be in the same position as Cena and Batista um, and Brock, where they were in FCW for a number of years doing matches for dark house shows and stuff like that. Um, but instead these guys are being put on TV and, um, the popularity goes up, but the quality or, uh, ability doesn't like, I think it's the issue of a pop, the popularity graph, like is going higher and faster than the ability is and technicality and stuff like that. But then again, also WWE is just into, more of the telling stories rather than the wrestling. So, right. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording how we see Braun Breaker's matches and he's being protected very well in terms of being green and his ability. And a lot of the matches are basically, you know, small dudes getting in a lot of offense trying to knock down Braun Breaker, the big tree, and then the big tree gets his big moves in and he wins the match. And that is very uh, close to how AEW is protecting Jay Cargill is what Marty was saying uh, earlier yeah, as well. well. It's a, so it's a classic big guy heel tactic. I mean, like it's 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 like with Jade, they have the other women that she's wrestling <clears throat> show off a lot of offense like her match against Anna J this past week on uh rampage was, I think it was very good. And a lot of people uh, like had, you know, the problem is though, the problem is too both of those, like they are great wrestlers, but they don't have the years on them to be in the position maybe where they are, but I still think that they're very entertaining. So that gives them a big plus. Uh, but Basically, that entire match was Anna, like doing everything and not to say that Jade, but it's because Jade's playing that character where she is the tree you have to chop down. And Anna Jay is the underdog. And it's like Anna Jay 
does all this stuff and it gets so close and you think, oh, maybe. But then out of nowhere, Jade does a power slam, picks her up, puts her in the glam slam, a.k.a. Jaded and wins. Um, And it's the classic big, big dude heel thing. It's the same thing that Diesel did. It's the same thing that, hell, Braun Strowman did. It's the same thing that like every big dude heel has done. Um, the issue though, is that is Braun a heel or a face? Is he now a face because he became champion? I think, I think in this storyline and right now, yeah, I think he's probably a face. It's like passing the torch in our fantasy booking. Let's say, okay. So, uh, the, the dirt sheets and wrestling journalists have, uh, reported that, uh, there will be some NXT 2.0 talent backstage ready to go for the Royal Rumble. They're unsure if they're going to be directly involved or if they're booked, but they're going to be there. They'll be ready to go. And those names seem to be Braun Breaker and Gunter. So uh, (laughs) Gunter could be mm, stomping through the Royal Rumble um right. and broad breaker if you don't know well. who if you're just a casual fan and you don't really know too much but you kind of know like a little bit of stuff gunter is now the name of walter actually in general great, himself this is a great conversation to also have in the middle of this so we're going to set up the royal rumble and all this stuff but a great conversation to have in the middle of this too is like why is Braun? Why is he named Braun Breaker and not Steiner? He is the son of Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner was a part of the Steiner brothers, Scott Mm -hmm. and Rick, and they were a phenomenal tag team throughout uh, territory wrestling and then in WWF and WCW and stuff. And then Scott went on to do his own thing and, you know, big Papa pump and all that stuff. Uh, While Rick didn't really have a singles career uh, in WWE, he did in WCW a little bit, but uh, yeah, Braun is a Steiner. And so it's like, why isn't he using the Steiner name? And a lot of people have said that before is like, you know, is he going to suddenly change his name and take on the Steiner persona or, or, or like really, you know, lean into it. Um, and I think it's, you know, with Walter getting a name change. And I mean, this has happened before with everybody getting name change. Uh, it really seems like WWE like wants to give you a character And instead of like, I think with Walter, they still want him to be who he is. But I think it's this thing of like, he was coming from the UK. He came from NXT UK. Uh, Even though he was on NXT a few times and had like the best matches the show has ever had in the past like two years. Um, (laughs) um, I think it's this thing of like, they want control over your character. And so it could be a thing, too, of like they went to Walter and said, hey, so we want you on NXT 2.0. We want you on the USA Network. Uh, But if you're going to keep going by Walter, we want to have ownership of that name. And he probably said, no. And they're like, "Okay, well, then we're going to have to rename you. And then he said, "Okay, sure. Because a lot of the times. uh, It's it, it just seems like they want full control over the character. And the rights of the character and and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I right. told Anthony the story is like, uh, I heard a story where it was uh, 
Uh, they wanted to get the rights to Dominic Mysterio's name. Um, and it's the same reason that like, uh, what is it? Uh, the rock John Cena, like WWE has the rights to their names. And so when they go, when they do stuff outside, if, if they want to use the rock or they use John Cena's name, uh, WWE does get a small percentage. Like it's very small, but still. And Cena's talked about it before, how he's totally okay with it because he wouldn't be famous unless it was for WWE. So it's whatever. Um, but uh, in the story that I heard, uh, yeah, they wanted the rights over Dominic's name and Ray told them to say no and to work. They'll, they'll work out a different deal. Uh, yeah. Because Ray knew when you eventually don't work here, and you want to go to other places in other countries and promotions, you want to use your name. You don't want to have mm-hmm. to create a new name. Right. And we also know uh, throughout the history of the Steiners in WWE that Scott did not have a great run and relationship with the McMahons and Triple H and stuff. So there is also a little bit of sort of, uh, history and mythos behind the Steiner name being bad for the WWE. But again, like if you're a second generation guy and you want to cut out a path and make a path for yourself to stardom that doesn't rely on, you know, your family name and nepotism uh, kind of in the style of Cody uh, in the way that he wasn't allowed to use the Rhodes name or whatever, like, that's really interesting as well. And I think there's ways to get around that, which I think will sort of put into the storyline. And I think one of the major things about our dream booking, I kind of like this because it has like fun subtleties. Uh, but I think we're going to make Braun breaker have to question whether or not, you know, pushing away his, uh, family's identity, his legacy is a good idea. And if that is something that is a distraction to his overall success and uh, performances, and if he leans into it, maybe things will be different. But we got to tee it up. We're in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And one but, one yeah. quick thing I'll say is that at the same time, I don't think that like if you look at any other like not necessarily second second generation wrestlers um but just generational wrestlers it's like like a lot of people who are currently in WWE who are generational wrestlers don't have in their name or anything like that association to their parents their relatives or anything like that Natalia is just Natalia she's not Natalia Hart of course, she, right. she or well, she would be Natalia Neidhart, but she's just Natalia. Roman Reigns like isn't doesn't have it anywhere in his name like that. His father is one of the wild Samoans or that he's connected to that. Di- like they've just established like he is connected to that dynasty. Um, yeah. Same with Usos, you know, it's like so you don't need that. Like the only person is like Rey Mysterio, but that's because or Dominic Mysterio because they were like father son go (laughs) 
Um, yeah. So you don't need that direct connection because it, what they can do and what we can do in our booking is it can still be a part of it. You know, it, it, it will it will be a part of it no matter what, because people know it. We're you can't right. pretend and it, it already, doesn't exist. It already is becoming a part of it because yeah. Braun Breaker beating Champa, he used the Steiner recliner and then after the broadcast ended, you know, Rick was there. So they acknowledged it. And it's like, it's not like they acknowledged it on air, but through social media and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, they saw there's like, oh, there's a special guest, the ringside, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah. like we, we know, we know that he is associated with the Steiner family and that he is a Steiner. Yeah. And, but, it's, and, and you can't, yeah. you can't ignore it. That's the big thing is, is, is the audience knows too well. So you can't just sit there and ignore it. So might as well lean into it somehow. Um, and he's, and he sounds just like Scott and he wrestles like Rick. So it's like, all right. Like, yeah, (laughs) it it makes sense. But so, okay. Royal rumble. Figuring out who's going to go to WrestleMania main event. WrestleMania. There are some, uh, Obviously, there will be a number of people, but there will be some NXT 2.0 people. Breaker. Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> um, let's put, let's throw Grayson Waller in there. Grayson too. Waller like, why in not? There because, why yeah. not just like, yeah, they're going to give some of these guys they more could time. Tease. OK, well, I want I need to look up his his name because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but the. Uh, other. Is it brother or cousin? The other cousin of the Usos. I think he's their brother. He's he's the third Uso. Right. He's the yeah, he's the little brother. Yeah. I want to get I want to get the name right. Why is looking up the roster so difficult? Uh, solo <laughs> Solo Sokoa. That's it. Uh, and he's got a, he's kind of got some fun stuff going on to in NXT 2.0, but like I don't really know uh, exactly. He could be things. in the Rumble because then they could and and the Usos could be. I don't know if the Usos are going to be in the Rumble, but like he could show up and then there could be a whole thing there. Anyways, yeah, um, but, so, but essentially, essentially, yeah, I think we we see you know classic Royal Rumble shenanigans, you know. We're going to see Kofi's uh, uh, incredible escape uh, and uh, saving himself. We're going to see a bunch of people get eliminated. We're going to see, uh, you know, maybe so, Jeff Jarrett will be in the Rumble. Um, <laughs> so who would be a good final like three or four where we say, OK, Breakers in the final three. Who would be a good like pairing with that i don't think um, i think i mm. think i think biggie because i think probably. a lot of people think biggie is probably going to win but yeah. then we have to have a heel and then that heel can throw a big e and then braun throws out that person so who is a heel that's kind of teed up to face roman reigns um I don't know. Um, is Kevin Owens a heel right now? Yes. Kevin Owens then. Okay. So it's like, 
So I'd say like Braun Breaker comes in and he does, he takes that classic spot that the WWE reserves for new people that they want to uh, look impressive, which means he's going to get just an unbearable amount of eliminations. Okay. Like he is going to just cave in a bunch of dudes and throw them out or like hit him with some crazy clotheslines. He's probably going to do a big drop kick and like send Apollo Crews over or he's going <laughs> to eliminate Ricochet with a military oh, press he, or something like he, that. Yeah, he eliminates almost. <laughs> yeah, sure. He can eliminate almost. That would be big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, it would be fun if two faces team together like Braun Breaker and somebody else and they've both toppled over almost. Uh, that would be a big moment. Uh, yeah, and then the final three is, you know, him, uh, Kevin Owens, and Big E. That's pretty interesting. I'd say, like, Big E and Braun Breaker have some similarities. It's, I mean, it's also very interesting because they all have been NXT champion. Yeah, and they're, I think a really fun moment <laughs> is uh, they incapacitate kevin owens and he's just in the corner and they kind of have a nice face off and then they both take the straps off of their singlets and they like do some (laughs) big men slapping meat uh moment uh and they get into each other's face but then kevin owens comes in and eliminates biggie and then braun breaker will follow and eliminate kevin owens and everyone will be like what 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 is happening will braun breaker have to relinquish his nxt championship maybe I th- that opens the door for tony d'angelo to win <laughs> i was just about to say actually you know what relinquishing the title would actually be very interesting because then it it doesn't make him lose it so then he technically hasn't lost actually i don't know what his wing i don't know if he has a if he no, he has lost because champ beat him. Um, but he goes out as a dominant champion instead of losing it and then coming to the main roster. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, if you look at his run right now, it's like it's not super dominant. If he does win the Royal Rumble, like it's been a short amount of time. But regardless to say that, like he doesn't get pinned as the champion. So he doesn't technically lose, which is important for what is going to happen post Royal Rumble, I think, because I think you bring him to the main roster and he wrestles some dudes. I think his first match will be on like a raw or something. Cause you don't know who he's going to challenge. He's technically not a part of any brand of the main roster. So he can kind of float around and do the tour of like, Oh, should I face you? Should I face you? I'm already NXT champion. So I can't just face myself. Um, <laughs> so it's like, he'll yeah, wrestle some people this, on raw. It'd be this good transition. Maybe this is where they can do what they should have done with carry and cross. And mm. have this transition of, yeah, he's NXT champion. He brings the NXT championship to Raw SmackDown, uh, goes back to NXT, brings people to watch NXT, and then he feuds with someone on NXT who is like, you shouldn't have won the Rumble. I should have been in the Rumble. Do, 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 do. Builds up to whatever. And then they have a 
a title match. Braun wins. And then after that, once it reaches to a certain point, he relinquishes the title and he goes to the main roster. And then that way at a takeover or something, they can have like a crazy ladder match or something for the NXT title. And Tony D can win. Uh, yeah, exactly. But to, um, this is a, this is like a subplot to our current yeah. fantasy booking is what we're doing allows Tony D'Angelo to become NXT champion. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he, he's so, going to win the Royal Rumble. So he has to go to Raw. Yeah. Like you said, he's going to bring the NSC championship. And I think he has to squash somebody immediately. He has to absolutely decimate somebody. And that's probably going to be like, oh, God. He was a good person to be decimated on Raw. <laughs> um, yeah, this definitely needs to be like him facing off against like. Like Shelton Heels. Benjamin, <laughs> maybe. Like they're both like uh, collegiate yeah. athletes, of course. And Shelton Benjamin has like a wrestling background, and I yep. think he'd be a, a, a safe person. He's he's a good hand. He's a safe person for a, a greener guy to wrestle and for uh, someone to absolutely uh, just bury. So I think, yeah, to make Braun Breaker look super strong, you. You bring him in with the NXT title. You wrestle Shelton Benjamin, and it's like, oh, this is the winner of the Royal Rumble, Braun Breaker, NXT champion. Who is mm-hmm. he going to face? Like, what what is going to happen with the NXT championship? And he comes in, and he absolutely like, bodies Shelton Benjamin, just like, beyond recognition. I think then, leading up to Mania, you got to have him in, like, one or two feuds on the main roster, where it's people that are people that uh, you want to see lose or that you'd want to see him beat. So I think, well, Baron, it's funny you say that because I I think I have an idea too. So you, you go first and then I'll, I'll mention say, the people. So I was going to say Baron Corbin. That's exactly what I was thinking is, is really safe. And like, is the person that you could easily have him face off against because like everybody wants to see Baron Corbin lose. So then that immediately yes. makes you want to cheer for Braun. Um, the other one I was going to say is Sami Zayn. Great. So I think that that helps tee it up pretty nice. Like I think Sami Zayn is probably the, the first person that he feuds with on SmackDown. Uh, and I think he could just outright win that one. Like it's fine. It's fine that he could, mm-hmm. could crush him. But then you get, I think it's sort I've, of an, I think Baron Corbin is a great feud to show off the power and the ability of. And also it would be a good it wouldn't necessarily be a squash match because Baron Corbin is a huge dude, but it would be a thing of like he could face. Madcap Moss. (laughs) Yes. And and have a match with him and beat him pretty handedly. That would be a squash. Mm -hmm. But then him against Corbin would be interesting because then it's a two on one advantage. Um you it, it, it he becomes the underdog he wins out um it shows him that he has power hell maybe the unthinkable could happen and Braun breaker is the first person to kick out of the uh end of days yeah i think that's a, i think that's really good and I, and i i want to sort of add a little bit of story to this uh but then what i was gonna Baron corbin yeah yeah but that, uh, the second quick part is that I think then Sammy is a good matchup to show off Braun's 
uh promo ability his mm. if he if they can give him like a funny like a comedic side um not necessarily make him a comedic character but like give him sort of like rock vibes you know like right like or like austin vibes like like that it's a person that you want to cheer for that is really good in the ring but then also has charisma and so sammy's great for charisma baron's great for uh power and wrestling ability Right. And I think the Baron Corbin feud, I think it's going to begin with, uh, let's say he just comes off of the Sammy thing and he, he crushes and he kind of has a bit of a persona now. And people are like, Oh, like this guy's going to be a big deal. I think one of the inciting incidents that would be really funny is that Baron Corbin and Matt cat Moss, both just like try to be buddies. Like they try to like recruit Braun into the entourage and they're like, hey, we play college football. Uh, and Pat McAfee maybe is trying to like put them over. And it's like, oh, if these guys were together, oh, mm-hmm. it would be like reliving the good old college days where they're superstar athletes. Like, think about the domination that they could, uh, you know, they, they'd be so amazing. They would rip through the tag team division. Look at the size of Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. Uh, but Braun, like, I think he is like, no, I, it's like you guys are you guys are losers. Like, yeah, yeah. He just straight up yeah. is like, yeah. That he's like, that's perfect. No. <laughs> um, and that's what makes them very mad. And of course, we get that first match with uh, Madcap, and and Braun is going to win that handedly. But I think yes. the match where he faces Corbin, that's going to be a classic WWE non finish. I think like, oh, okay. I think Baron Corbin will be getting beat pretty handedly and Matt cat Moss is going to like come in with like something stupid and hit Braun breaker. And then that continues uh, a build where it's like, Oh, well, what the hell? Like, okay. You were, you want to be friends and then you're, you're winning on that. You're trying to like undermine this person who won the Royal rumble. Uh, and, and then he's like, I think he gets close to sort of, accepting like a handicap match where it's like okay now it's it's braun breaker versus happy corbin and madcap uh and he has to sort of unleash a different side of him in order to win this match and that's when we can kind of start to tease the the steiner stuff where it's like oh like if only he really like went in and had the confidence of his dad of his uncle if only he had one more person that could like help him out or like you know i think we start to see a little bit of like internal struggle of him trying to uh figure out what his purpose in the main roster is like how he can make it happen and like what what is it that he's missing mm-hmm. interesting yeah no I, I think that's great and then i think that leads to um I don't know if they're I'm I think there's probably going to be like one. No, there's two. There's going to be. um, What is it? I forget what pay-per-view it's going to be. I know that Elimination Chamber is going to be in Saudi this year. Um, hmm. Is it Fastlane? Probably that They'll sounds be Fastlane. right. I think Fastlane would be good for like braun versus uh corbin in like an actual like real match and that's where Mm -hmm. 
Breaker wins. Um, yeah. And then, and then maybe what happens is it is established that because I don't know, I I honestly don't know who. Here's my prediction. Uh, this isn't going to be on our bingo card, but here's my prediction of like how the chamber and what that's all going to lead to. There could be a thing of like whoever wins the chamber is going to face either WWE champion or or what I think is going to happen is we're is that uh, Brock is going to beat Lashley at Rumble and then at Saudi is going to be the WWE championship in a in a elimination chamber because there's no Mm. way Roman's going to go into that. Um, so no, I think for the no. WWE and then that way they can take it off of, uh, that way that in the chamber, they can take it off of, uh, Lesnar. Um, but so what I was saying is I think then, um, around the time where it's like March, you know, end of February, March, uh, he has kind of made his decision I don't know. Maybe you have an idea of like how he can like announce that he makes his decision. But I think he then says like, I want to take on Roman. And then for that period leading up to. uh, Like and like in that little bit of period before, like the weeks before mania is uh, him and Sammy. And then you can build into like him and the Usos, him and Roman and like get really serious with that. Uh, Mm. But how would how do you think um, would how would Braun finally announce that he wants to challenge Roman Reigns? So I think he has to he probably has to cut a promo like I think he he beats Baron Corbin and uh, Moss uh, in that feud. I think there ultimately is uh, a match that is a it's a good I think a handicap match is is good to show off his strength and like to really bury Baron Corbin and Matt Cat Moss. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's probably at like a fast lane or something where it's like oh, okay, like so, there was a non finish in the Baron Corbin match and Broadbreaker just straight up is like I'm going to beat Moss and Corbin and he wins so, and yeah. No, I just wanted to chime in. So the after the Royal Rumble, which is this coming weekend, end of January. Um, the next pay-per-view is Elimination Chamber and it's the third week in February. Okay. So it would be Elimination Chamber and then something in March, but maybe they're not even going to do anything in March. They've been cutting pay-per-views. Sorry. Uh, premium live events, uh, which I think is a good idea because there's just too many of them. I think I think going Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Mania, and giving that time of that March to build stuff for Mania is way more is way more interesting. Um, so let's say let's say that Elimination Chamber is is where uh, you know this fast lane match would happen <laughs> with Baron Corbin and Moss versus Breaker, and he just beats them. To be fucking piece of shit out of them. Like he just <laughs> he, he, he destroys them. Let's let's not yes. be let's not piss around here. Like he is gonna he's gonna wreck them. And I think afterwards he 
we see the results of Elimination Chamber. And I think that kind of decides the raw side of things. So it's like, oh, okay. We don't think Ron Breaker is going to just like insert himself into that yeah. title picture. Let's say like, nobody wants to mess with Lesnar or whomever comes out yeah. of that. Let's say, I don't know, Lashley wins the the WWE championship or whatever in the, sure. in the chamber match. And then sure. it's like afterwards, maybe him and let Lashley have a confrontation and maybe like, I, cause I still don't know if they're like, is Lashley a good guy or I, I can't tell what they're planning to do with him. Um, because I think a lot of people are really behind Lesnar. So it's like, uh, but I think you could have a confrontation there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think ultimately it's like, he has to show up at SmackDown and he has to, it has to be a thing of like, no Roman, I'm coming for you. Yeah, exactly. And then we set up a bunch of like bloodline stuff where it's like, okay, great. You could easily have to get to get to Roman. You have to get through the Usos mm-hmm. and, and then you get a bunch of different matches. You could easily and then have, maybe, yeah. Um, you could easily have Roman as soon as Breaker wins the next night on SmackDown, like the next week on SmackDown. It's like, uh, Roman, what do you think about Ron Breaker winning the Royal Rumble? Um, and he, and obviously he gives him like a offhanded, like, you know, whatever. I'm not worried about mm. him. If he's yeah. smart enough, if he's smart enough, he'll take on whoever is the WWE champion at the time because there's no way that he's going to beat me. And then it just, it's just, it's these weeks of snide comments or like Roman gets involved in another story, but like in his promos or, uh, he like drops a hint at like breaker, like you should be scared, like, or like, don't even bother or like, yeah, like all these like little things where it's clear that like, Kind of like with um, uh, like with Edge last year, where you know it was uh, like Roman couldn't keep Edge out of his mouth. So that's basically what will happen this time. Is like Roman can't stop talking about Braun Breaker. Yeah, and I think another fun thing to do with the Usos is like he can beat them both and it can kind of be almost a repeat of what happens with Baron Corbin and, and Madcap. But then in the handicap match there, they could set that up again. And they're like, Braun, like you probably can't beat the Osos by yourself. Uh, we need, like you should find uh, a partner or something. And I think this is like a good opportunity to like, maybe start, uh, having him embrace more of like the Steiner side of him. And like, if there, I don't know that there's a perfect person to pair Braun breaker with. Um, but let's say, because I'm a fan of this person, uh, even though it technically doesn't make sense. Cause he's in a storyline right now, but like Chad Gable would be pretty fun to pair with Braun breaker for a match. Right. Um, uh, let's okay. Let's say like he's he's out of the question. Who could we pair with? The question Braun be, who, is there someone currently in WWE who's like really tied to the Steiners? I don't know honestly. 
I, I don't really think so. So one thing that we're kind of skipping over is the idea that we had with Sami Zayn. I think right. to quickly put it in here, I think it's like, yeah, he shows up on SmackDown. Um, I think obviously the big reveal would be this thing of what I've noticed they love doing with Roman is that they love having Roman like every single time he has won a big match, something then happens. It's like he beat um, what he beat Finn Balor or was it Finn? It was someone. I forget who it was. He beat Finn Balor. Cena shows up. He beat Cena. Lesnar shows up like he can't celebrate any of his big victories because then someone shows up and it could be the same thing here where he eventually beats someone and then Braun shows up and it's clear that he's like, I want you at yeah. mania points at the sign. Right. <laughs> and then they can build from there. Braun's now being primarily just featured on SmackDown. Um, he mm-hmm. comes out, gives us uh, a promo. Sami Zayn cuts him off. And then that builds that for like two, three weeks or whatever. Um, so that we we have this and then we have Roman and then the Usos. And, and then maybe it's a thing of like, he overcomes Sammy and then that's when the Usos get involved in Roman attacks him and like takes him out for a week and then Braun can come back and you know kind of the classic stuff of really building up like a a, a underdog face you know yeah yeah so uh, okay great so maybe uh, after the Baron Corbin thing is over I was thinking maybe Sammy to start because it would be an easier feud to just establish character but if it's maybe Baron Corbin and Madcap to start his kind of SmackDown run, that probably makes more sense because then you can get a slightly bigger dog and like somebody who will help establish personality afterwards because we know he's strong, but do we know that he has any sort of character? You gotta, no. You got to hook the audience. And I think trying to be like, here's his character isn't really going to like hook people. I think him mm. beating... Mm-hmm the crap out of a guy that everybody hates will just yeah. like instantly do it. Like Sammy would be good for that. But like, I think, I think it's really funny that it's like, okay, there's Broadbreaker. Some people may not know who he is. And then I love the idea of, you know, Moss and Corbin are like, come and join our group. And he just goes, no, like yeah. people would be like, yay. And then as soon as like they get into a fight or whatever, and he shows off his skills, then yeah, it, it would put him over that way. And then you can start establishing more of this, like him having to show his tenacity, his uh, 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 quickness. Um, Cause instead of going in with just like a guy who can wrestle, it's like, you're going into Sami Zayn who like is a, uh, tactician um mm. and you could get involved with a lot of different stuff that way and then i think it is this usos you know the usos come out like yeah they attack him and it's that thing of like the bloodline just putting him down and trying to bury him um yeah and i think that's after the the end of the Sami Zayn field like let's say mm-hmm. in it it's it's it ends in some sort of hardcore match. Like let's see if, if there's like <clears> some sort of other more aggressive side to Braun Breaker that uh, that he can tap into, and it's like oh great, like he does the uh, military press power slam onto a chair, 
uh, and then pin Sami Zayn, and he's yeah. like, he's kind they of love, he's tired. They love making Sami have to do matches where he can't escape. Like, yeah, it was like the last like couple matches where he like like especially when he was Intercontinental Champion. They're like it's a lumberjack match. And that's how Big E won the Intercontinental Championship because he couldn't escape. Um, this could be like, yeah, this this could 100% be like uh, last man standing or uh, no uh, or a false count anywhere sort of deal. Mm. And then and yeah, and then you can play into it. And that way it's a bit more not necessarily one sided because a lot of people might think, oh, well, Braun's just going to the crap out of sammy but like sammy can be smart about it just like he has been in the past yeah and also i think another fun spot would be like in that match if it's a hardcore match uh you can put a table you can set up a table for the final spot and and you're like okay what is braun breaker gonna do here is he just gonna do a military press uh power slam through the table but then he ends up going to the top rope and he does the steiner drop and then it's like, oh, he had to like tap into this like extra thing that we haven't seen yet. And it's like, oh, but, but what is that? Is that him being like, oh, OK, like there's these moves, there's this history, there's these things I can do that I have been ignoring and I had to tap into that to win. Is that going to be important going forward? And then, of course, when he's exhausted and he's like he gets up, and he's like, ah, uh, the Usos could just come in immediately and just beat him up and and then roman is just standing at the top of the titan tron being like you don't want to mess with me i think then going into the roman feud i think a big part of it would then be this uh generational thing and like this is where i think you could use Braun to kind of make him I, I I I know like Scott was like Scott is to some people difficult and like uh you know has left like a sour taste but like people seem to really love Rick uh mm. and they're loving Braun right now and so I think Braun can then bring they could use this to bring like make the Steiner name like uh healthy again and like uh something that people can remember fondly um and it can be this thing of you know roman then uses his you know his his uh power and stuff to basically say like you're just going to be a disgrace just like your family and like going into that mm, and like getting really emotional yeah, like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, just yeah. basically that's, that's kind of shit yeah it's it's that thing of like and they've done the this has been done before obviously but it's that thing of like uh trying to make the person emotional so they make mistakes and doing that and then Braun can maybe Braun does do that and makes a couple mistakes along the way and then that's where it's like clear like oh man Roman's just gonna kill this guy uh but then like you can have Braun show that he's a bit smarter that he's learned from mistakes that he's uh uh, doesn't want to repeat history or that uh, he thinks that uh, Roman is truly scared of him because he is an unknown. And he can say like, Roman, 
for your entire WWE run, all you've done is face guys you've faced before. Like, and there could be this whole thing of like, he runs through the history of like Roman's reign. It's like you mm. faced Kevin Owens. You beat him before Seth Rollins. Like, Oh, it's technically he's never beaten Seth, but uh, <laughs> it's like you have faced people that, you know, you don't know anything about me. You think, you know, but I'm an unknown entity to you. You don't know my potential. You don't know what I can do. And that terrifies the shit out of you. But then that's where Roman will be like, oh, I know you. I know you better than you know you because I know your family, uh, blah, 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 blah. And he goes into the history and he's like, uh, there's a reason why you're called Braun Breaker is like one of the things that he can say to him. And it's mm. like, it's because your family name is the disgrace in this company. And it's like, Ooh, oh, my Ooh. God. And I think that gets into Braun's head. And we set up some matches with the Usos and to prove like the Steiner strength and the Steiner name and to, to avenge its honor. He like, he goes, I think he goes too much into it and there's going to be a fun spot where he is wrestling one of the Usos and to end the match, he could just do his like military press power slam and pin him. But he does that. But instead of pinning him, he turns him around and goes into the Steiner recliner and he's looking at the other, he's looking at Roman who's ringside and he's just like, ripping on jimmy and then uh jay will just come in and just like chair shot him or something like that and then roman will come in and and do his like guillotine gauntlet thing and like choke him out and it's like oh man you he actually was like he was trying so hard to uh bring honor to his family name should there be a feel-good moment where should there be a feel-good moment somewhere within this where rick gets to make an appearance and he puts one of the Usos in the Steiner recliner. It's like dual. Yeah, of course. Dual, like them giving both of them to them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, I think that's the thing. That's why I'm like, is there like a fun person we can pair with um, Braun so that there can be this moment where there is a tag team match, but then this person that gets paired with Braun gets incapacitated or like it, abandons him or whatever and then we we see rick and rick has to come in and and you know save the day or have like this really cool moment where they both put the usos in the steiner recliner like i think that's really cool and i'm just trying to figure out who this person could be maybe it's like i don't know ridge holland he seems like a person who can easily be uh molded into some sort of uh not not necessarily uh, with their thing with with where he's place right now not really i think like, like a big, who else I, I think like a big e would be great i don't you know think what, big you think big e will help <laughs> the, a person yeah. who is uh trying to become the champion well maybe sure maybe why not I, I don't know what plans are for big e and it's like if we're saying this and biggie's on smackdown it's like well what's gonna happen there i don't know so okay I, I, just all trying right. to think so of like a good it, face that people would then be like yay okay you know? all right that okay let's let's go with that then because as we previously booked already there is a moment in the royal rumble where these guys acknowledge each other and then they face off right so they've never really had a chance to face off um but in this scenario maybe he's like biggie great person he knows that braun breaker needs friends and they are both people who have had to face the bloodline who've had to deal with roman reigns shit like that so i think yeah sure maybe biggie comes in 
And he is like, okay, I'll help you face the Usos. But I think Big E gets incapacitated in this match, maybe by Roman. Like maybe Roman just like hits him with a Superman punch and you get Rick who's watching the match and Rick well, comes over the barricade and then he, he helps. It could, well, it could be, it could be like, it's a tag match on SmackDown. Uh, the ref gets knocked out. Roman comes down, takes out Big E. Uh, yeah. Or like the Uso is like, take out some chairs, put Big E through a table, incapacitate him. Um, uh, and then at one point, like one of them goes over Rick sitting in the front row or, or they or they're the two of them are ganging up on, on Braun and then coming down the ramp is running old man Steiner. Yeah. Punch, you know, the old, <laughs> you know, the old, like old wrestler, like punch, like they yeah, come in yeah. and they like give like the, like old, <laughs> old school uh yeah he comes in and does that and then the two of them like do a thing with the usos put them both in the signer recliner um uh and then the ref is awakened and then and then they both tap out like the usos both tap out and that's technically a shoddy finish but like and not legal but that's fine like whatever, who who the care who cares? This is who a story. Cares? Yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah. I like that. Where it's like, okay, this is the blow off of the Usos facing um Braun Breaker, and it, it's it's <clears> leading <throat> up to Roman versus Braun Breaker, and it's like, okay, we really need to like uh mix in this Steiner stuff, and and also like have a nice feel good moment. So that yeah, that's good. Biggie is like, I'm going to help you. They're in the tag match, blah, blah. Uh, Braun Breaker uh, is a little bit distracted, maybe by Roman. The Usos take advantage, incapacitate Biggie, and then they're about to just gang up on Braun. But lo and behold, old man comes down and he's like, Yeah, we get those old man punches. Uh, maybe we get a couple suplexes, or they both do some little shoulder tackle. It would be awesome if, like, Rick is old, but if it if they could do a tag team finisher together, that would be cool. But obviously, that's probably not going to happen. So let's just settle with this. They they both put the Usos in the Steiner recliner. Boom, that's really nice. It's a really nice moment. Roman scurries off, or he he slowly backs away from this whole scenario, and we're officially set up for WrestleMania. And here is this moment that I. This will be very cheesy and 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 stupid. It would be but I think so. The, so, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, if any, like, what the finish of that could be too. It, I mean, what the finish? It it would be good if they yeah if they put them in in the sign recliners and maybe they're tapping out, but the ref's not there, and then they throw one of the Usos up, they get him up. And cause I just looked up, I was like, what was the Steiner bros finish? Uh, and they had a couple, but there's like the super Steiner drop. Um, hmm. there's the Steiner DDT. Uh, it's basically like one of them would lift up the opponent and the other would do a move. So there's even like the, the Steiner device, which is an, uh, one puts them in an electric chair and the other does a flying clothesline off the top rope. So you could have like, I don't know if Rick can Rick probably be able to pick a, 
one of them up on his shoulders and then you have you have them do something like that either the the bulldog the clothesline something off the top rope uh and and then that way then rick can roll out and the ref can come in one two three um uh we have time to basically talk about wrestlemania um yeah but I feel like there should be one more big inciting incident. Maybe there really doesn't need to be. Um, it's hard because you want to throw drama into stuff, but I don't think Roman Roman hasn't really been doing a lot of like crazy drama stuff like recently. It's more of just the fact yeah. that like he seems to be the unbeatable. And so having. Yeah, having maybe maybe it will be this like final moment go home show smackdown wrestlemania weekend and that's where uh braun like makes a big power move and roman looks absolutely terrified yeah and i and i think this is a really silly moment that i kind of want to happen and i i don't know if it will be too silly for WrestleMania, but I think Roman needs to attack Braun Breaker just like solo, like just just beat him up real real bad. And it's like, oh, he's going into WrestleMania like pretty beaten and battered. Like he's already going to be at a disadvantage because Roman is the champion. He's got the experience over him. Uh, but this is where uh, this picture that I saw that inspired all of this uh, is going to come in. So in, I showed Marty this picture that I saw on Reddit of uh, Yokozuna and <laughs> Rick Steiner doing some photo shoot where Yokozuna is wearing Rick's headgear and uh, Rick looks so strange without it. But I was like, you know, what would really put over the Steiner family thing is that I think before the match or in the moments or days before the match, you get this really cool like backstage promo where Braun Breaker uh, gets to have a moment with his dad and then his dad gives him the headgear. <laughs> he's like, take this. Um, and it's like, oh my God, like he's, he's actually going to kind of like embrace, you know, who he is. He's not going to push it away. He's going to use the perfect balance of what we've learned uh of his character, Braun Breaker, and like the things that he's kind of uh, experienced on the main roster is Braun Breaker. But then he's going to have that perfect mix of the the Steiner integrity, the Steiner toughness, and he's going to wear the headgear out to WrestleMania to face Roman yeah. Reigns yeah. because, of course, it's like we hit that family thing again where Roman's like, "Oh, your family's a disgrace to this." Uh, that's why you're called Braun Breaker. But him wearing that headgear really signifies that he is embracing that Steiner history, the background, uh, yeah. and he'll look fucking ridiculous, which I would love. No, I think him to, I think with it being so, mania, yeah, you could. I think with it being mania, mania, you can have him wear it, and you just have this big you know, over the top entrance music. Um, like you, yeah, you could just have this over top entrance and have him come in with just like explosions and all this stuff. And it would, it would play, it would, it would be mm. perfect. Um, yeah. 
I don't think we don't really have time to talk about like going deep about the match, but at the same time, like it's a Roman Reigns match. You kind of know how it's going to go. Interference from the <laughs> Usos, all this stuff. Yeah. But then I think it has to be this like Roman is about to win. And Scott or geez, and Braun uh, just pulls out the victory. Um, and maybe it's this like super human sort of moment of like uh kicking out of finishers um yeah uh dodges a superman punch puts it into uh a different another move and i think uh it just has to be this like maybe it's a maybe it's a avalanche power slam off the top rope um something like that where it just has to be a big moment and it's just like holy cow I can't believe Braun won. And that's got to be the end. Here's yeah. Here's what I think um, will happen or would happen. Here's here's kind of like me playing out the match. Like uh, I think Roman goes for a Superman punch connects and then goes to pin Braun. Braun kicks out and then he has a comeback sequence where he like hits a shoulder tackle uh, and then grabs Roman, puts him up in a military press power slam. Uh, and then he's like, he just can't quite do it. And then we get some scrumming into the corner and then we get a Steiner drop, which is like the basically second row bulldog. And that puts Roman on the ground. Braun goes for the pin. Roman kicks out. And then, of course, you know how this is going to work. Roman is still exhausted so braun puts him in the steiner recliner and just rips and then that's if we're if we're gonna go with our prediction and braun breaker wins i think making him tap out via the steiner recliner would be like huge (laughs) i mean that's the thing is like i think i said like a big move and he pins him because it's like you want that like big like oh my god i can't believe it moment Roman tapping out would be insane, but it's that thing of like making having Roman give up. I don't think that this would be a moment of like, because that's the thing is like it's WrestleMania. And I know that there's been a lot of moments in WrestleMania history where it's like, "Mm?" like, uh, okay. But I think you don't want Roman to pass out in the signer recliner. Because then people are going to be like, oh, come on. Like, you know, like, that's the thing. I th- I feel like a big moment, just like a big move. And it's like one, two, three. Roman kicks out at 3.1, but it's too late. Braun wins. Like, just yeah, like that could be that could, that could be it's good. Mania, too. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the main event. You got to go huge and top having Roman tap out. I just think it's like it's just it's just that thing of like he would Roman give up. And yes, he has tapped out before, but technically he's never lost and blah, 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 blah. But like it's just hard to think of Roman giving up. But it would be crazy yeah. if like. Braun did a huge move or a huge series of moves. And it's just like, oh my God, he did it. Kind of like when Lesnar beat the Undertaker. Right, right. 
Yeah, but at, I mean, at the same time, like, yeah, we could go with we could go with the the big moment finish. But I'm saying, like, I think if you're really gonna adorn and like usher in a new champion, like, you can make Roman tap out, like, right? And Roman can just could go somewhere else. Like, we could obviously go with a big moment finisher, but like, I think like it's the thing that's too prescribed in the WWE is just like, oh, that person wouldn't do that, and it's like. But, you know, for the right person in the right moment, right. that person will do that. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, it, and it could happen. But I know I do agree that if it is like a big it's tricky. sort of it's... unexpected finisher um, it... or not unexpected finisher, but just like a, a big special moment, then getting a, a top rope uh, like power slam or a Steiner drop or whatever um, would be huge. And then if Roman just barely is just a little bit too late, that can continue the feud. And they can get a rematch, and then or, we can maybe tap them out. But yeah, I know it's good. I, I, it, it, it's a you know it's a two sided coin of like either works, and it just yeah. depends on what story yeah. you want to tell afterwards. Of like, Braun beats Roman, and Roman takes a break, goes does whatever, and then comes back later. Or like you know, it it just depends on how you tell and what will get a bigger reaction. Um, I just think having the crowd chanting one two three oh yeah. my god he did it you know yeah is such a cool moment and would be huge for the new face of the company and you know? then you have so scott has not appeared yet scott has not appeared yet in this entire feud so <laughs> you see you have rick and scott run down the titan tron and put Braun on their okay, shoulders that'd be nice and he's like, ah! and that's nice. like a, the, the big sort of uh, wrap up to the, the family storyline <laughs> and to uh, reclaim the Steiner name. I was just about um, to say, like, are you trying to book a third thing? Because we don't have time to book that in this episode. <laughs> but I think that'd be really touching. Will it happen? I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess we'll say, yeah, let us know. Um how you would book uh, uh, Braun Breaker coming to the main roster. And do you think that he's going to be in this position where he could be the next star? Um, who should beat Roman Reigns at Mania? Is Roman Reigns going to get beat at Mania? Who knows? But let us know your predictions or your dream bookings uh, down in the comments or in the review of the podcast. To close out the podcast, Anthony, uh, we always do a question and a match recommendation. Of course, if you want to leave questions for us to answer here on the podcast, you can do so by uh, leaving them uh, to us on social media, on Twitter and stuff, or by going to our website, unknownairfilms.com slash book at Vince and uh, leaving them there. Um, question this week. Uh, Royal Rumble is coming up. Um. So I guess the question, maybe this can tie into match recommendation or whatever, but it's like, um, who do you think? What 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 is in your opinion like the most most the most emotional Royal Rumble winner? Like, is there a Royal Rumble winner that rip that winner that like you think back and you go that was special? That was the moment. Like that was. Like, hmm, 
like if someone were to ask you essentially like what's your favorite Royal Rumble ever it's like oh I have to go with that one I don't know uh, uh, there's not a re- there's not a real great answer I think for me here uh, I really liked when Nakamura won the Rumble that was really sick uh and of course like when john cena came back and everybody didn't think he was coming back uh that was also pretty awesome so i think i'll go with those two um winner wise like i don't know mm-hmm. yeah but like nakamura was fun for me i was like yeah sick <laughs> i know that was the one where uh, where i think i don't think anyone was really i think a lot of people kind of predicted that roman would win that year yeah. Um, but I think then once we saw Nakamura was in the final, like f- three or four, it was like, oh shit, like this could be a thing. And then he won and everybody was so excited and it kind of just didn't work out. Um, yeah, I've, the, the, but, the following things that happened were not great, but in the moment, I, I oh, really yeah. liked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say Rey Mysterio. Um, mm entered in at number one um and that was also the year that eddie passed so it was all and then he went on to that was one of my first i had seen wrestlemanias before but that was like my first like as a teenager getting to ask my parents like i want to get this pay-per-view i want to have my friends over we really want to watch this that was Mm. my first wrestlemania where like we had bought it we were watching it um, and we were all super excited and it was Kurt Angle, Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. And it was such a classic match. But like that was a huge moment of Rey winning it, coming out on top. And like it was all for Eddie. And so I think that was really special. Mm-hmm. But so, Love that. Yeah. Let us know, audience. Um, who's your favorite Royal Rumble winner of all time? Um, and to close out the episode. A match recommendation. Anthony, do you have any match recommendations for our I lovely do, listeners? Actually. I have prepared this one uh, in conjunction with the booking that we just made. Uh, I would love for our audience to go see some of the Steiner Bros finest work. Uh, okay. This is a match uh, from Halloween Havoc 1990 in which the Steiner Bros wrestle the Nasty Boys. Oh, okay. And it is... Uh, it's a it's a stiff match with some pretty uh, tough spots to watch. Like there are some pretty hard spots in it, but uh, that is um, a really really amazing tag team match and big big time feud. Um, I think it could have been even better, but the Nasty Boys uh, left WCW shortly after that match to go to the WWE. So mm-hmm. um, that is it. Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety. Nasty there Boys versus the Steiner Bros. Perfect. You can, of course, check that out um, just by searching it. Or if you want on our website, we link directly to any of our match recommendations. So you can just go there and watch it. That's going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Um, Again, thank you very much for listening and or watching. Um, You can check out everything that we do here at Unknown Error by following us online at UE underscore films. Please, again, come uh, come out on Friday, January 28th, starting at 3 p.m., 24-hour live stream, raising money for Fuck Cancer. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun. 
Uh, I promise you that. And uh, yeah, come out, support a great cause and uh, get to hang out with us and chat with us live on Twitch. Uh, You can follow myself personally on Twitter, Instagram at Barton underscore minute. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and jokes on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Book Events Pod on Twitter. And uh, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Go watch some wrestling and uh, enjoy the Royal Rumble, everybody. Keep being excellent. Hurricane in at 30, baby. Pew.